This is the Life at Work Conference Podcast, a production of City Bible Forum. Real workers, wrestling with real workplace issues. With your host, Life at Work National Manager, Andrew Laird. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Life at Work Conference Podcast. Today, we feature conference favourite Dr. Sam Chan. Plus, I'm joined by a worker who shares the joys and challenges of sharing Jesus at work. I'm Andrew Laird, and this is the Life at Work Conference Podcast. Welcome again to the podcast, Real Workers Wrestling with Real Workplace Issues. And one of the most common issues Christians ask about when it comes to the workplace is how do we share our faith with our colleagues? Many of us want them to come to know Jesus, but the whole area can make us feel fearful, guilty, or just plain unsure. There are only so many hours in the workday, and I'm flat out working for all of them. So where on earth do I find the time to share Jesus with my colleagues? Or maybe I'd love to, but I'm fearful of how they or my organisation might respond to me talking about him. That's the issue we want to explore in this episode. And to do that, we'll be joined by one worker to discuss his experience. But before we do that, we're going to dig back into the Life at Work conference archives and hear from one of our most popular presenters, author, evangelist and medical doctor, Dr. Sam Chan. Now, Sam's a conference favourite, and in 2021, he joined us again. Now, while Sam's done a lot of work helping Christians talk about Jesus, at Conference 2021, he explained to us the importance of living differently in our workplace witness also. What I like to describe is we both declare the gospel with our lips to our colleagues, but we also display it with our lives. In particular, Sam looked at the example of Daniel in the Bible and his friends and encouraged us to embrace our weirdness in the workplace and see the ways that we might act differently because of our faith as a strength. So here's Sam to explain more. It's okay to be weird. It's okay to be the weird one at work. We go back to Daniel chapter 1 and we read this. At the end of the 10 days... They, Daniel and his three friends, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. Daniel and his three friends, they're the weird ones. They're like, okay, we'll, um, we'll learn from your teachers, but we won't eat your food. But somehow at the end of this, they come out stronger, fitter and wiser. My brothers play AL, Aussie Rules Football. My oldest son, he's a little bit weird because when he hand passes, he uses his right hand. When he kicks, he uses his left foot. He's a lefty. He's weird. But because he's weird, it becomes his strength because he can't defend him. If you force him to his right, well, he can hand pass it. But if you force him to his left, now he can kick it. His weirdness has become his strength. Daniel and his three friends are the same. They're weird. They'll learn from your teachers, they'll read your books, but they won't eat your food. Which is funny, isn't it? Because we do the opposite. We sort of say, we'll eat your food, but we won't learn from your teachers. But Daniel and his three friends do it the other way around. We'll go to your schools, we'll learn from your teachers, we'll read your books, but we won't eat your food. But somehow, because of that, they stand out. They are stronger smarter and fitter than everyone around. And 
We too are the weird ones at work, but this becomes our strength and we will shine out because we're different. We will be different because we will be people orientated rather than task orientated. We will celebrate the success of others. We won't be threatened by their wins and talents. But at the same time, we will own up to our weaknesses. We will take responsibility for our failures. We will also love those who hate us. We will pray for those who persecute us and will forgive those who hurt us. We will stand out because we're different. Sam Chan there from Life at Work Conference 2021, explaining how we live in the workplace, being an important part of our witness to our colleagues. If you want to catch the whole talk, just head along to citybibleforum.org slash lifeatwork, where you can purchase an e-ticket to that talk and others from the same conference. But Sam's point about how we live is a big point in the book of 1 Peter, that as we live and work differently, distinctly, that can be critical in attracting people to consider the Christian faith, and maybe even asking us to give the reason for the hope that we have. In a moment, we'll explore a bit more of that side of our workplace witness, the speaking part, with someone who's been really helped and encouraged in this by Sam Chan's teaching in this area. But before we do, a short break to hear about a particular course from Sam that has already trained hundreds who are looking for practical help and tips in this area. We'll be right back. You want to share Jesus at work, but it's awkward. It's easier to keep quiet. How can you know what to say and when? Join Dr. Sam Chan in a new nine-part online course which guides you through how to share Jesus at work. If you're not sure where to start in having deeper conversations with colleagues, this loving, insightful and empowering course will help you find the way. Go to citybibleforum.org courses today to access your free trial. That's citybibleforum.org courses. Welcome back. I'm joined now by Joshua Chung. Josh works in cybersecurity at NBN Australia. And for as long as I've known him, Josh has had a real passion to share Jesus with his colleagues. Uh, But he'll be the first to admit, I'm sure, that it's not always easy. So welcome, Josh. Thank you. Great to have you join us. Um, Before we come to your work, just share with us for a moment where your passion to share Jesus with others comes from, because you you really are passionate about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for that. Um, I think it comes from the verse where it says, the harvest is plentiful, but the work is a few, you know, in in Matthew 9. And, And that all happened because, you know, growing up, um, I was just this kid who was always naughty and I knew I was naughty from like my Sunday school and church teachers telling me that. And then it was in year nine where I encountered the gospel for the first time where I knew I was flawed, uh, but the Bible tells us that we're more flawed than we think we are, but yet we're, we're, we're loved because Christ died for those flawed sins. And, and through that time, it, it just stuck with me, like through my anxious, stressful, depressing moments of my life that... I can always rest in Jesus and his love for me. And that just naturally came out when I talked to people that whenever I encountered people who were struggling with their daily life, I would just, you know, it was just natural to be like, hey, I went through that too, you know, in high school and now as a working person, uh, and there's actually hope. And, um, you know, as I entered the workplace, I just realized, 
people need to hear this and there's not enough people telling you know it's we have our nine to five job as we were talking about before the show uh, but yet uh, there's a need for people to be out there to just hear this hope and so that's where my passion comes from and kind of matured into that yeah Mm. And look, I can personally testify to having seen that that uh, hope that you speak of and that love that you speak of really overflow out of out of your life. That's wonderful, um, Josh. In a moment, I want to ask you about some of the challenges of sharing your faith, particularly in recent times when you and your colleagues haven't been well. You've been spending less time together in a in a physical workplace and more time working remotely. But just before we come to that. Um, Share with us some of the encouraging stories first about opportunities that you have had over the years, maybe pre-COVID, yeah. to, uh, to talk to your colleagues about Jesus and even read the Bible with some of them. How have they come about? Yeah, so people love to be heard and loving people well is listening well. And, and I had that through my, I guess, my whole career in MBN as a graduate. So I, I had this unique work introduction where uh, we spent two years in, in this cohort of 12 people and we became very close friends because every six months we would have, I guess, workshops. Uh, and these are my graduate friends and the, all the workshops was about being authentic. And so the first time I went to the workshop, they were like, bring three items that you know, displayed and showed who you are. So, you know, I grew up Asian, so naturally I played table tennis. So I brought a table tennis ball um, and, and I bought, you know, I bought a basketball because I liked basketball. But then the third thing I brought was a Bible because I was like, you know, these two things might define who I am to some people, but who I want to be defined as is a Christian. Uh, and, and having that vulnerable first step in our first week of working just opened so many doors for people to come and share their vulnerability with me. Uh, I have one really good friend and she's actually my best friend who's in Sydney uh, at MBN. And she actually told me, she actually was the first person uh, to, to tell me that she was same-sex attracted. And when I asked her, like, you know my views, you know where I stand on this, like, why do you trust me with this? And she's like, it's because I've seen the way you shared your integrity, your character, and I know you love me as a person. And so she just shared this with me. And, and what happened was in the next six, eight months, she would just go on Teams, go on, you know, our online chat platform and just ask me like, what does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about marriage? And often it, it was out of a, it wasn't to, you know, argue with me or be in a fight with me. It was genuinely wanting to know more about the faith and the hope I hold. And, and this happened to, you know, two, three four, more of my friends who were struggling with different things in their life. And I think it was that one moment during that one week in the first week of work where I opened up about my faith uh, and then subsequently listening to where they are in their life um, has opened up all these opportunities to talk about Jesus yep that is uh that is so encouraging to hear and just as you say just being someone who's a listening ear and and just being open about about who you are and and sharing that it's a wonderful encouragement and and yet also very simple things to do aren't they yeah um that's yep. great Look, Josh, we heard from Sam Chan earlier in this podcast, and I know that you have uh, really valued some of Sam's teaching over the years about sharing Jesus, particularly with our colleagues. What are, what are some of the specific things that uh, you have learned from Sam that have helped you share Jesus at work? Yeah, yep. So the one thing uh, that really stood up to me was his whole idea of having coffee with someone and then having dinner with someone and then sharing Jesus. Um, I just took that to the next level where I had coffee with a group of people, my graduate friends. I had dinner with them and I invited them to my wedding so they could just see my life and what I stood for 
and the most, you know, almost second most important day after, you know, giving my life to Jesus. And that was my marriage. So I got married in 2020, just before the lockdown and COVID happened. So praise God. And what happened was there was, you know, we invited a room of 400 people at our church. And I invited all the people I worked with at NBN. So my graduate friends, my managers, like people flew down from Sydney to Melbourne uh, to hear and to witness my marriage um, because they were there at the beginning. Like when I first started dating, I started this job at NBN. So they were there at the beginning. But what happened was they, they realized 400 people in this room singing worship songs, singing their hearts out to in Christ alone. And then my university chaplain preaching on the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin and how the gospel is more important than our earthly things and how important and worthy is the gospel. Um, they got to witness that firsthand in a place that they realize is, is a genuine safe place. And so what happened was the next day, my graduate manager asked me out for a catch up. And she said this to me straight up. She's like, I want to learn more about your faith because I've always had this impression of Christians and religious people being a bit fake or pushing their point of view across. But at your wedding and your marriage, I see, it has been so genuine and full of love. And I want to come with you one day to church to witness that. Uh, and, and that's, yeah, I just didn't know what to say. And I was like, Awesome. And, and she asked more <laughs> questions about, you know, the pastors and what a sermon is. And yeah, but unfortunately, COVID happened. So we haven't had that chance yet. But I'll still, I still message her sometimes to, you know, join online church. Yep. Mm, well, I want to ask you about COVID in just a moment. But, but I mean, it's wonderful that you, you, you share that story. And obviously, the thing that I take away from it is how it happened in that context of um, you'd already been having a, re- a genuine relationship with these people through coffee and, and dinner, first of all. And so it was in some ways just a, a natural next step um, to, to, to introduce them to something of the gospel and the faith that you believe. But um, you do mention uh, that was pre-COVID and um, the, the COVID pandemic very much has changed how we interact with our colleagues. Um, how have you found that challenging uh, in the area of sharing Jesus with those you work with, given it's such a passion for you? What have been the, the frustrations for you in this season? Yeah, it's, it's almost impossible to get past how the weather is or the lockdown numbers. Um, I think working online can be convenient and, and you know, uh, almost some studies show it's even more efficient for companies to have people work from home. But the whole idea of getting to know someone and trust someone is meeting them on a more personal, physical level. And and that's probably what I found most frustrating is it's hard for me to read people. Uh, It's hard for me to spend long lunch breaks talking about my faith or getting to know them. Um, And so, yeah, it's it's, it's been really awkward almost asking deeper questions online because people would love to stick with, um, you know, people love and have the idea of keeping separate their work life on Zoom or on Teams and having their private life uh, with their family or by themselves. And so it's, it's been quite frustrating like that, having more of those deeper conversations, getting past the weather, getting past the lockdown numbers. Mm. Well, I mean, that, that leads me to a, a follow-up question in some ways in that I think many Christians would share your frustrations uh, that, you, that you express there. Um, and it's likely that some amount of work from home is going to be staying with us if all of the projections are, are correct. So uh, 
any thoughts or ideas that you've started to perhaps come up with for how you might keep sharing Jesus with colleagues in this new work environment, given uh, given that, as you say, you, you want to be able to share it in a context where you're in person with that uh, colleague? Yeah, I think as I was thinking through how to have different ways to share Jesus with our colleagues, I think the first thing and almost all the time is that prayer is such an important thing. Like no matter what I think about a new idea to share Jesus, I think coming back to praying and actually knowing that we would we we sow the seeds, but it's Jesus who raise up those hearts and, and actually prepare their hearts. And I think because COVID is such a... Oh, such a stressing and has brought up upon many, many mental issues. I think people's hearts are just ready to explode, to hear this hope. And so um, a few things that, um, you know, uh, I, I kind of chatted about already is even just having that space of asking, are you okay? Actually blocking out time in our team where it's, we're not talking about work, but we're actually talking about each other's lives. And, and so what I've found helpful was sometimes having a meeting that isn't half an hour, but an hour. So we can have half an hour to chat about where we're at. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's, it's I guess, being creative in ways that we can be creative to try and initiate interactions with our colleagues. And as you say as well, uh, the importance of prayer. And just on that, a final question. How important has prayer been for you, um, perhaps particularly with other Christians who are, who are working in helping you share your faith at work? I mean, because you've been sharing stories about your own personal, um, I guess, evangelism with colleagues, but, but what part has prayer played in all of that? Yes, yeah. I think, I think individually and corporately, prayer has been uh, a fact that you know, both myself and and the prayer group I'm part of at work, we know that we can rest in God and rest in Jesus, even if our attempts on evangelism uh, is really bad that day. Um, I think being together and, and praying and knowing that uh, God is the one who opens up doors for us um, has been really helpful. And, and I have been praying personally for myself to meet more Christians during this time. And guess what? Today, uh, <laughs> I was in a meeting and I saw someone um, with a board game behind him. And I'm like, oh, who do you play that with? I thought you're living just with your wife. And he's like, oh, actually, my church friends comes and plays with me. And it's just it's, what a delight it is to meet more people in the workplace, uh, even though teens is very hard to know, uh, to find out people's religion and their worldview. Uh, God just opened up different doors for me to be encouraged by that. And um, and it's been great. So prayer has been really both an encouragement and a comfort. Uh, 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 encouragement for me to keep going, asking those awkward or deep questions on online and in person, but also a comfort that when people don't want to talk to me or when they reject uh, the notion that I'm a Christian, um, I can rest easy that Jesus is, is King of all kings. That's wonderful, Josh. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing those uh, encouraging pre-COVID stories, but also how you're wrestling with it as well, too, in light of the changes to work because of COVID. So thanks for joining us, Josh. Thanks, Andrew. Well, that uh, brings us to the end of episode five. Thank you so much for joining us. In our next episode, we're going to be considering perhaps the heart of the issue when it comes to Christians in the workplace. That is what's the point of work? So join us then as we uh, consider the purpose of work, hearing from economist and Reserve Bank board member, Professor Ian Harper. Plus, I'll be in conversation with another Christian in the workplace. But until next time, I'm Andrew Laird, and you've been listening to the Life at Work Conference podcast. The Life at Work Conference podcast is produced by City Bible Forum. 
To find out more and register for the conference, go to citybibleforum.org slash lifeatworkconference.